0: Hi Mark, you listen to Mark and me podcast.
1: Hello and welcome to episode 21 of the Mark and Me podcast. As always, I'm your host Mark and coming up on today's episode, for me personally, it's a huge, huge guest. You know by now that I'm obsessed with The Room, the cult classic bad movie, some people say the worst movie ever made, for me, one of the greatest movies ever made, The Room. And you know by now, with the last few specials I've done, The Room Actors Where Are They Now, we all talked about what it was like to work with Tommy Wiseau, what it was like to be directed by him, what it was like to be involved in the making of this cult, cult classic. And on today's episode, you'll be glad to know I speak with the man himself, Tommy Wiseau. Now this interview itself took place on the 14th of February, yes, Valentine's Day. And after I conducted it, I thought that was a great interview, but I wanted to get the right time to put it out there. Now, if you'd ever listened to the Skipping M podcast, you will know that we've talked about The Room many times, especially myself. It was picked as a rewatch by Ben. I'd never heard of it, and I hated it. After the first time I saw it, I wasn't drunk, I wasn't surrounded by friends, and I didn't get it. The second time I watched it I had quite a few beers, I was surrounded by loads of people, loads of friends and it became one of my favourite films. It really did just click and suddenly I got the room. So much so i spent the last nine months putting together episodes with every single member of the cast. I've been absolutely thrilled to hear that the book by Greg Sestero is been made into a film, The Disaster Artist, which is coming out in a couple of months. James Franco's involved, Seth Rogen's involved... Brian Cranston, it's absolutely insane to see that the whole world will be finding out about this little, tiny film called The Room. So on today's episode, I've sat there, I've done the interview, I've edited it, and it was just about releasing it at the right time. Now because everyone's starting just to see the trailers for the disaster artists, people are finding out who Tommy Wiseau is, I thought what better time than now. You've all listened to the specials of The Room Actors, Where Are They Now? So now is perfect for me to give you that final part of the jigsaw and hear it from the man himself. But just before I give you that interview, I just want to take the time to thank you for the feedback on Neil Blomkamp. By far the most popular episode I've ever done. I've had downloads from all over the world. It's been my most downloaded episode I've ever released It's gone to number 6 on iTunes, it got to number 6 on Podomatic, it's just been great. By far the best interview I've ever done, the best guest I could ever ask for, but hey, thank you, but we have to move on, we have to go with the next guest himself. And honestly, Tommy is a treat. You're going to laugh, you're going to cry, you're going to go through every single emotion. So let's get on with it, here he is, Tommy Wiseau. Mark and me podcast. Well, thank you for joining me today, Tommy. I've been a huge fan of yours for over two years now. That was the first time I got to see The Room. It's one of those films that once I saw it, I wanted to tell everyone I knew about this film. It felt like a film that I just wanted to share. Have you had that same experience with people that talk to you?
0: Well, I'm I'm, I'm happy. Thank you for saying very, very nice words about The Room. Don't be too upset. I'm just teasing. But that's a good thing, you know, to be upset. There's nothing wrong with that. I think the room will have something over to to, uh, for everyone, you know what I mean?
1: Once I tell one of my friends, they go and tell their friends, and they tell their friends. You know, it seems to be like a, a cult classic that everyone wants to share.
0: Great, thank you. That's that's nice.
1: How important is it for you to have industry recognition? Are you are you that bothered at this point, or do you not really care?
0: Well, you know, like everything else, you know, people work hard, if you work hard... The recognition is one thing. The other thing, the, the truth prevail, I would say that way, you know. So if you have original material, in this case, people uh, we talk about the room, for example, uh, eventually people give you some kind of recognition, you know. But I'm not seeking recognition. I'm just saying that sometimes I say that uh, some of the media, especially in America, uh, uh missed the point, let's go this way, to be nice. <laughs>
1: And are there any films or TVs that you watch that inspire you? Is there something that you really enjoy that made you want to be a filmmaker?
0: Uh, yeah, I, I have, um, you know, I usually, I always say, uh, you probably heard before that I inspire myself, but I always say, if you want to be a filmmaker, let's assume that, right? Let's just say that's the way, okay? Or you want to be an actor, or even a lawyer, so you need a vision. If you do not a vision, you don't have it. So the vision, what I mean, you, you have to prepare yourself. You know, you have to study a uh, subject, you know? Coincidentally, we have a lot of lawyers in, in the, the for screening of the room. I don't know why. I guess they like the room. I don't know why, actually. Uh, but uh, again, you know, the, um, I like, for example, uh, Giants with uh, James King or Citizen King, Erso, Orson Welles. These movies are classic, Casablanca as well. The contemporary movie I like is, for example, Interview with Empire with uh, uh, Tom Cruise and Baptist. And, uh, my, my, my opinion is that it actually solved the show. That's my opinion. But both actors did a very good job, so. But I'm trying to always, uh, figure out my own, uh, take on entertainment and how to entertain people, you know, so.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. And have you seen any recent films that have blown you away? or Have you seen stuff like La La Land or the big, huge films?
0: No, I didn't. I, I see little, just, uh, little pieces, you know, but, um, uh, you know, I just travel, so, but, um. Uh, uh, eventually, I will see it. So.
1: Okay, and what's your favorite actor in the world? Then is it is it someone like James Dean? Is that who you watch and have you kind of wanted to be all your life?
0: No, I you see, I don't compare myself to James Dean because I'm Tommy Wazo and I have different take on, on this. I'm just admire some of these people because they've been in a certain situation when I'm here now. You know, so it's so like I would say history repeated. Uh, itself. For example, also in World Citizen Kane, they it's difficult to release the movie. You know, the same with us, you know. We released the room and, uh, for two weeks and everybody blogging about, not everybody, some people blogging about, it, but, oh yeah, it's so, only on, on two weeks, We don't understand, we just booked for two weeks in the first place, but um, so I have my own take and vision about it, you know, but I admire some of those people because Hitchcock, for example, uh, Elizabeth Taylor, as an actress, she did a very good job, as you guys know about it.
1: So. Were you angry at Hollywood early in your career? Did you feel rejected or?
0: Well, you know, we actors, I would say for actors, all the uh, actors in the world, we've always been rejecting. So rejection is always the, I would say, a part of being an actor or director, you know. You have to prove yourself, approve the world, and people want to, um, then you accomplish what you want to accomplish, you know. The key I would say to all of people who are listening right now, is to be, you know, to have vision. You have vision, people appreciate it, including Hollywood or whatever uh, segment of entertainment you're working on, uh, or you're part of it, You eventually people will appreciate that, you know? And I think the the room has the uh, very, I would say, it's a proof that you can succeed it. And right now, Hollywood, I think, uh, we have a lot of support from Hollywood studio system, etc., etc. based on what I know. <laughs> we're, we're going to the same party, so they appreciate my work. So it's good
1: to be nice. You've made, obviously, movies, and you've obviously made TV, uh, most recently, The Neighbours, which I thought was a great series. Oh, thank you. Do you have a passion for one of the mediums more than the other, or do you just love filming in general? I
0: like film, to be honest with you. I really like to direct. Directing is my passion. But if you can put the categories, what is what? I I you know I always say it's the same as like you build the building. You know, if you know how to build a building, the building, then one of the key of the skills you have to you have to be multitasker. If you have multitask, forget to building anything, and special building. Send the actors today in the society to be an actor, you have to be multitasker. And in my case, you know, I like to direct, and I like to be an actor to, to act right. But based on uh, sometimes you have to adjust based on the uh, of, uh, offer you have for example somebody offers a job as an actor or director you know I directed uh, recently a video we call it uh, to be or not to be I don't know if you saw it or not uh, so I was very excited that they hired me as a director to direct you know so, was, that,
1: was that the music video
0: yeah that's the music video yeah. yeah
1: I loved it I loved the fact that you got everyone wearing the red baseball jackets the jerseys it was great
0: right yeah rick jack and then people really enjoy it i, I got a very positive positive review. from people a lot of people actually were surprised the way some of the reporters say well it looks like it's okay just <laughs> making laugh they say what do you mean it looks like it's okay so you cannot say it's okay or it's great or is it good so all these quirky statements sometimes when i get from from media it's just make me laugh actually sometimes
1: so,
0: actually i don't even read some of it, so give this stuff you just do time
1: and that was what I was going to say. Do you read any reviews on your work, or do you not bother anymore? Do you not care?
0: It's not a question I don't care. I just, just think that uh, if people are honest, for example, um, with the fans of the room, we always would get certain positive review in the sense that it's something when people like to see it and, uh, you know, the history repeat themselves. So you may say negative, but on the end of the day, you say, well, you know what? We've been screening the room past 14 years, and we have an anniversary, 15th anniversary of the room in June. So, so you may argue back and forth, at the end of the day, you lose because, you know, we've been working very hard, and friends appreciate, I love them all, vice versa, they know, they know who I am, you know. And I think that's important for directors and actors to uh, to, uh, to, to, to to make happiness for audience, you know go to the room, you know, and people will say, I like when people laugh. I always say this, and if you see someone's intro from the beginning, uh, from the room, you know, I would say that, you know, I like when people laugh, and some people think I'm just kidding. No, I'm not kidding. That's the sure. truth. That's what I am, you know. If they don't understand that, that's, that's, that's not my problem. That's their
1: problem. <laughs> you were just saying then it's nearly been 15 years since the release of The Room. Now,
0: well, right now we celebrate 14, but in June will be 15. Correct.
1: Amazing. Do you think in that 15 years you've grown as a director and as an actor? Do you think oh, you've?
0: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm, i think I'm very grounded as a, as a director as well as an actor, and I hope Hollywood will recognize that somewhat. We we'll see what happened. <laughs> so, but we always, uh, you know, I would say you need to plan B. You know, you have A and B. So. And um, as you know, I work right now currently with uh, Greg Sestero. we actually making a movie about the uh, the best friend, the title's best friend. I don't know if you heard about it or not. But
1: I've okay. seen the trailer.
0: Okay, cool. Okay. Did you like
1: it? I loved it. I love the car scene when you're driving around. You look like you're having an absolute blast. It looks like you're genuinely <laughs> having fun. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So the, the movie, my understanding, will be released in September. That's my understanding. It might be released September, so I don't want people to quote me that tell me it's September, but it will be maybe October, so I, I think it will be September, so.
1: But hopefully this year we get to see you back on screen with your good partner himself, Greg Sestero.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You see, the, um, I think he, uh, again, Greg has, uh, he has a hidden uh, talent, either though, as you know, I don't know if i told you, I will try you now. I've already approved this. His book, I approve only 40%, so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do you think that people don't understand your vision? Is that what the problem is? Is that why people criticize you? Do you think people are just not getting it or is it just a ignorant thing?
0: you, you know what If I would see ho you for it, you're absolutely correct absolutely because you see they don't understand that the you know you as an actor right a director you have to prepare yourself The the, the some of the comments that people say, "Oh, this has happened by accident, you know for example. Usage of the two cameras. You know why I did this? Because I, first of all, I could afford it. Number one. Number two, I want to see what's the difference between the HD and 35 millimeter. You know, you know. Yeah. So basically, what we have today, today, technology, for example, we're shooting digital. You know, it's everything. You know, there was a revolutionary approach to filmmaking, you know. And at the time when I did the research uh, 15 years ago or so, uh, we did not have access to compare its two formats, okay. And Sony, I think, took over the Blu-ray, which was uh, we paid license for it when we released the ROM, but but they just took the the way it was. But I don't think the I don't want to go into politics right now. But I think some of the stuff that uh, contributes also to the Rome because we actually was the first movie in the world shot the movie of the both formats, 35 and the HD, you know. And, um, again, this is the thing was, was, was not just thought, oh, okay, I decided to do it. Now, that's bullshit. That's, that, that doesn't work that way. You have to prepare yourself. The thing that like you build a home or building, you have to prepare everything,
1: you know? That's a really interesting way to look at it, that you've got the chance to do both and then see which you wanted right. to use.
0: Right. Just recently, uh, some, someone asked me, uh, what do you want to change if, if you decided to... The reshoot the movie, the room, right? And I say, well, if I want to reshoot it, first of all, I would not use two cameras, wasting time and money, right? But you see, compare what my thinking was in the beginning was different what it's now. But based on the environment what we have right now, you know what I'm saying? And so I just spent extra money with what you already know that you already damaged in the first place. You know what I'm saying? So you have to be logically uh, what you, uh, especially as a payment, you know. So me into entertainment or filming or uh, doing sitcom, whatever, you know, sometimes you have to be practical and sometimes you cannot have what you want. You have to, you have, to have your vision based on the vision. You, 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 you committed yourself to create something. That's what I see.
1: I interviewed you last year with my other podcast, Skip to the End, and we talked about Fantastic Four and it actually got into the press that you were, you'd consider directing that film.
0: I actually believe it a lot, I did call them, believe personally I called them because I know that the people who actually, they are the are producers, and um, you know, they know who I am, but you see again, this is the thing what, um, you know, you may argue about the for, I, I would say this, I would not be as the criticized director of Fantastic Four, I would just say one thing, that my vision would be different take, you know, for anything from the beginning to the end, Okay. Because I think certain momentum, what I saw, based on my, on my take, was lost, you know, and was beautiful momentum, and that some of the momentum was dragging, you know, like dragging, you have no action, you have no feelings, you have um, a really goal, you know, but I'm not here to criticize because, director, because, for example, everybody have different take on how you want to present it, and I think could be better, that's my take on that, maybe audience I understand that too because my understanding is that the audience I don't know how many audience like or dislike but that was very negative uh, actually uh, statement about Fantastic Four, you know. I'm not here to, direct, to, to for example, criticize directors or actors. I'm just say, wait a minute, you know, I could do a better job. It's up to you guys. If you guys wanna you know if you, again if you don't have vision you don't have project or you don't have a uh, good project, you know, but how you define good project, you see? It's the same like with the room. How you define that? Okay, this movie's bad. Everybody want to see it, and then you have another project, but they, what spend 20, 30 million whatever, they make it, and then go, 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 go down. Two, nobody want to see it later on, right? So, so it's, again, some of us uh, creation. When you create something, it's a it's a, it's a process of gesture. What you, how you want to present it, and that's the factor goes into into filmmaking or or any kind. of, production, entertainment production.
1: So is that something you would like to do in the future? Absolutely.
0: Kind of... I, I am ready for 20, 30 million dollars budget uh, movie, you know. But it all depends, uh, you know, producers, directors, uh, producers or studios say, hey, we give you opportunity to do that because there's a lot of stuff, uh, some of the stuff politics apply, you know, somewhat a certain degree. But I think that um, uh, I'm very optimistic that Hollywood will recognize my my little talent. Let's say little talent. Let's don't, don't be too self-centered. <laughs> so, so I think the opportunity will come uh, eventually.
1: I like it that you stay grounded. It's it's quite nice to hear.
0: Oh, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's important. You know, because uh, you know, when I have a Q and A, I love my Q and A. You know, so I always encourage people, like, Sometimes people ask me questions, I say, well, I challenge you, give me some creative questions, you know, like, uh, we can think about it, what, how to actually, you know what I mean? yeah, so, Something deep question. like you ask me some of the stuff, I like it, because keep me going, like, bit. oh, okay, let me think about what I'm supposed to answer, how I'm supposed to answer, that sincere way, that's what I believe, you know?
1: So you just mentioned oh. then that you're ready for your kind of 30, 40 million pound blockbuster film. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. If if uh, you did this, what actors mm-hmm. would you want to hire? If you if you had unlimited budget and you could hire whatever actors you wanted, who would you choose to direct? Who would you love? What would be your dream?
0: Well it's not a question you see I don't feel dream because I'm living in reality. But my reality is sometimes people say, oh, you think this way? Yeah, I do think that way, okay? Because, you know, actors need directors film, whatever film, whatever script, let's say tomorrow somebody submits script to some studio or to me, whatever, and they decide with actor or director to hire. But to respond to the question, I like to work, for example, uh, uh, you know, Johnny Depp, for example, he's a very good, good actor. Uh, you know, is uh, is one of the, great actors, Angelica Jolie, and others. you know, um, so James Franco is a good actor. So hopefully, I may see him actually March, I'm not sure I understand, because they only the his movie, so everything is mixed up this year, There's so much <laughs> excitement, you know. So you have a lot of different actors in Hollywood that they are very dedicated, but it doesn't mean that these actors, what I mentioned. And I don't want to point the fingers that they are best of the best. That they're doing, they know what they're doing. The craft, they know they are very grounded, and that's what I like to work with people who are actually uh, uh, are grounded. Well, but you have other actors, like for example, from uh, Broadway shows. Any Broadway shows, you are very dedicated. Name it one. I would say yes, yeah, with good actors. So you have a large pool of actors you can draw uh, who are very dedicated, not just to make money, but you actually produce and create something something nice, you know, something where people will uh, will see and enjoy it. But to create something when people see and enjoy it, you know, it's not that easy, as you probably
1: know about it. <laughs> you just mentioned then James Franco, which leads me on to my next question. How does it feel seeing photos of him and being on set of the disaster artist, seeing him in a black wig, acting as you? Yeah. That must be weird. Yeah.
0: Weird, but I block myself, you know, I would say good actor. I used to have a workshop in Los Angeles, like for actors, uh, so I always say to actors, you know, you can take care of uh, any actor's performance is you block yourself. When you do something in this stage, for example, you block your audience, You've been not there. Staying here, you see, if, if I was doing a scene with James Franco, I just block myself, I meaning that, hey, it's just a person, you know, who, who has a long hair, maybe looks like you. So you're seeing basically,
1: you know. You actually in the film, are you? Yeah, it's.
0: um, I don't know how they were presented, but my understanding will they're not supposed to cut it. So hopefully you guys see me
1: there. Wow, I'm looking forward to it already. (laughs) Thank you. At this point, you you know, you are a famous actor and director. Do you get recognised a lot? Do you get people stopping you in the street and quoting at you and you know reading the lines?
0: It doesn't do anything for me, to be honest with you, because I want to create movies, you know? Yeah. I, I want movies, and that's what makes me happy. And uh, some of this, like you say, you're famous. Yeah, but it doesn't do anything. It's, just, it's okay. It's no problem.
1: Tommy Wise is not just known as being a film director, a editor, a film star. You are also a clothes designer.
0: Oh, thank you for asking. That's very nice of me. Yes, I do clothes. I'm I'm crazy about it to design, because I used to have a retail store, so I have a couple of stores, a few stores actually.
1: I'm sitting here now in my blue Tommy trunks, um, which I bought off your website, which I think are great. I love the little pocket inside, and they they feel great.
0: Great, thank you. How many times did you wash it? I'm just curious.
1: Uh, I've washed them about five times, because I wear them now and then.
0: And it's, it's still okay, right?
1: Absolutely, like the day I got them.
0: Oh, thank you. The reason I'm saying that is because I did the test of one of my underwear. We washed, I think, close to 25, but we are reaching almost 100 times, something like that. So they still hold it pretty well. So I'm very proud of it. I spent a lot of time to, to design in a way that I feel
1: good. And we have also ladies as well, not only guys. So. I was on the website the other day, and I saw that you've now got jackets, and you've even got designer watches.
0: Yeah, yeah, we design watches as well. And we have this new jacket, which is really, we, we call uh, Tommy Planet uh, what uh, 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 jacket. Tommy Planet jacket. Is that the ahead.
1: one with the patches with the spaceship Yeah, the, yeah. yeah. That's amazing, it looks beautiful.
0: Yeah, thank you. It's also it's if you look at the compared price it's pretty reasonable. Also it's waterproof, I also have yeah, the hood, so
1: And you had a backpack I believe, is that right?
0: Yeah, we have a backpack too,
1: yeah. The Love is Blind one.
0: Yeah, you know. go. <laughs>
1: how did this come about did you just want to carry on the design and world do you want to keep doing that
0: yeah because you see the uh, i give you a little secret about underwear Long story short i wear all kind of different underwear from and i don't want to drop any names but from Biggest design to slower design, and whatever they name it, I try it all. Okay, and I said to myself, I want to design stuff, what I really like it, and I designed that you you have this elastic, this four inches, and then we go much more detail. I say it'll be cool to have like a little pocket, you can put like maybe twenty dollars or twenty pounds, whatever, whatever you want to do there. But sometimes you have issues that you have to be careful what because you, you you shouldn't put it out. Know, reverse your underwear. But long story short, I used to design stuff. So entertainment weekly that was the first article that, that made, um I don't know if you read it or not. But long story short again, the guy who said Tommy for a letter jacket, that's not correct statement. We still will probably ask them to 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 change I mean to to actually um change the article because I design stuff. It's two different things. When people are I heard also people say people Tommy sells. I don't know. I do not sell. I design. It's two different things. It's a lot of stuff going to design, you know, from uh, how you wear it, uh, for example, what kind of material you use, uh, the durability. So everybody likes my underwear as well, t shirts or sweatshirt, whatever I design. People really like it, you know, because it's holding it very well. And it's not just that I, want, I don't want to produce the cheap stuff, you know what I'm saying? So.
1: Another thing I noticed that you've launched a dating website is that still something you're proud of?
0: Uh, yeah well we did this because we actually um you know a lot of people want to be like sort of connect to each other and um this is just experimental stuff we did. I don't know how does it work it seems to me people catch up very quickly so i, I um, yeah so so that that was the idea. It's not like we have millions uh, members, but I think we, Maybe get there somewhere.
1: Sure. So. so the listeners out there won't know this, but today is Valentine's Day, and I'm talking to you.
0: Yeah, Happy Valentine to you and to your to your friend, to your wife, girlfriend, whatever you have.
1: Thank so, you. Uh, yeah, yeah, and same to you. And what I was going to say is, are you in love at the moment? How how how's your life?
0: Oh, I'm almost in love. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I cannot tell you. It's private.
1: Love but, is blind. I,
0: but, but love is yeah. Thank you. That's very nice, Mark. Mark, I remember your name. Brilliant. Uh, yeah, love is blind. Actually, people ask me, I say, what does it mean, love is blind? And I say to, to some of those people, uh, I say, what do you think love lo- love is blind means in the first place? So, uh, first of all, love is blind means that it's it's, it's it's sort of hidden sometimes and we don't realize, like, maybe another person can love you. You know what I'm saying? In a certain way. And... Uh, it doesn't have to be sexual, way right? To be as a person, you know, so you have respect for the person, and 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 it's a lot of stuff going in there, you know. So there's many categories. I would say i probably write a book about it, about love, you know, because um, I know it's difficult to talk about it sometimes.
1: Do you think it's strange because you've just made me think now that when love is blind and somebody loves someone, by the time that they tell them, it's normally it's it could be usually too late.
0: You know what? That's that's exactly right. You're absolutely right. Sometimes what happens, this is my take on that, that you try, you try, it doesn't, the work does not come out right. And I don't care who you are. You can be poor. You can be rich. You can be, you know, a graduate from Oxford University, which I admire. I was one time in Oxford University, it was really cool. Uh, but but you see, we all the same. People don't realize that we have almost the same feelings and based on the situation along the it line is a big deal you know when you really think about it but that's what I want to say to people you know like indirectly. Uh, but I don't want to teach anybody anything except you know I always say if, if a lot of people love other, the world will be a better place to live and I usually say in the scheme that I want you guys you can be respectful to each other and I think that's that's the that's the thing what I'm preaching. To everybody, you know, because I think that the, um, you know, sometimes we have, we, we live very, I would say, short time sometimes, and we are missing all this uh, good thing, you know, and I think love or understanding and relationship between people are very important, and sometimes we are missing this, you know, and sometimes we need somebody who reminds us, uh, hey, love is gone, you know. Coincidentally, you know, I don't know if it's coincidence or it's just a destiny, but uh, people actually uh, say something to me. Oh, love is flying. <laughs> I like that, you know, because that's that's the thing. Was I think um when I was younger, I don't re- recognize that, you know. I said, oh, okay, you're in a relationship, this and that, but I think because you say you love someone, you it, it's something big deal for you, you know.
1: I'm hoping that people that are listening to this podcast now, if they're thinking of telling someone they love them. You've inspired them to make them go and tell them. So, someone's going to now tell that girl or that boy that they love, they're going to go out and tell them.
0: Right, but there's also the kicker is that I would say, don't be disappointed. You know, sometimes people ask me questions, say, but how how I want to go for the date, right?
1: Yeah. But you
0: you see, again, it's very subjective, you know? So, but I think if you sincere way, we keep joking about, you know, like I said to one person, grab the coffee uh, cup of, uh, you know, drink coffee, pretend you drink coffee and spill to the girl, you're sorry for her and, uh, you know, whatever, you know. But, but you know, some of us that work sometimes, so you don't have formula, how uh, this happened that you be, I would say love is like electricity, you know, you have to feel it physically and mentally. And uh you have some kind of vibration in your brain as well, your body, you know, that's what the love is. But love could be also like, you love stranger, your neighbor, for example, and you feel good about it. You want to do something good for the person, you know, because from your feelings, you know? And I think that's important that we we are so busy at this stage in society, all this politics, all this negativeness, that I think sometimes we should just reflect ourselves uh, and say, hey, wait a minute, you know what? We have something else in common, you know, which is very important.
1: I never thought on Valentine's Day I'd be talking about love with Tommy.
0: Oh, thank you. Oh, wow, <laughs> that's fantastic, you know.
1: It's like, it's, it's like advice for all those couples out there, how to love. And it's, it's crazy that we're talking about it on the day yeah. of love.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I, I could talk about love for two hours and non-stop, because I think the topic, I experiment, experience, experiment, or name it. And I think it's something that we always missing. And I don't think, like, if somebody says to you, for example, Mark or audience, whatever other people are listening, you say, hey, you know, I'm in love right now. And the, you see the love, I mean, I, you don't have to tell me anymore. I know what the, and I want say to this person, he or she, I say, wait a minute, give yourself a little room, because actually, I don't think you actually recognize it. You may have a, a different turn in love. It's not just the work, because it's more to it, you know? And it's not easy to say, I notice, and if that's why I'm saying Not a lot of people actually say, hey, I love you, you know? That's why sometimes I say to the to guy uh, or whatever person sometimes they say to me, oh, I love you, Tom, I say, I love you back, you know? And I think that's made me happy, you know, because this is just a momentum, but the feeling is there because you can feel it by a sincere way, you know what I mean? Not just a funny way, oh, yeah, I say the word. that doesn't work that way, you know?
1: Do you think at the same time too many people say the word love when they don't really mean it.
0: That's objectively. I, I personally think that we don't say enough time love. But you do have, you know, like a high school kid, you know, that yeah. you know, usually, oh, I scored this, I scored that. But on the end of the day, you know, these people will score, that score, girls, guys, whatever. Uh, there will be reflection, you know. There will be something to say, hey, you know what, maybe I did something right Right? Or oh, I did something wrong, and I regret that. Because I think the law, if you say the worst, I don't think enough people say love. But you're right. I believe you as well that people sometimes use love for their own benefits, you know, uh, maybe financial, maybe this, maybe that, whatever whatever reason they have. But I think majority of people, they don't have enough love, I think, in their
1: lives. So, what's the most yeah. romantic thing that Tommy Wise has ever done for anyone? <laughs> Come on. I reveal, the I se- reveal the secret reveal the
0: secret. okay. Uh, I give somebody roses actually. Roses are candy but it was more to it, you see? Because, yeah? Uh, yeah, it was more to it because I was I wanna say on the radio right now because it was too deep. So unless I I don't wanna share because I'm not ready to share. Maybe next time we have an interview I we share with you about roses, chocolate and the and uh and the oranges. An and orange? that's really Good. I love oranges. I strongly recommend uh, eating oranges in bed. It feels so good.
1: So you uh, lie in bed, you peel some oranges, and that's that's the thing to have in bed, yeah?
0: Yeah, you relax yourself. You feel good, too.
1: Do you smell good?
0: Absolutely. But you can take a good shower, too, you know?
1: <laughs> Looking towards the future, then, you've got... A massive few years coming up. You're gonna, your name's gonna be everywhere soon with the new film from James Franco, The Disaster Artist. Are you doing anything else? Are you doing The Room two or a vampire film or more well, neighbors? Actually, actually, actually,
0: we we be shooting uh, in March. They will complete picture, get to a picture picture, best friend that will be releasing in September. After that, I'm working for Closure. The script is already done. And uh after foreclosure we wanna do vampire movie, hopefully. And uh, we'll see what, what else we can do here, you know. So I'm I'm ready for Hollywood, hopefully they will call me, you know. So
1: You've got such a big future ahead of you. The next few years gonna be crazy and I, I'm I can't wait to see where you're gonna take it.
0: Well, yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate your your your, your statement.
1: If there's anyone I want to spend Valentine's Day evening with, I'm so glad I got to spend it with you, Tommy. Oh,
0: great. Thank you very much. Well, I just want to say, whatever person listening, thank you for supporting The Room. I love you all. Have a groovy time. May all your dreams come true. And hopefully I see you at the at the screen of The Room. Thank you.
1: So there it is. Me and Tommy talking all about The Room. All about the disaster artist. All about Best friends, which is going to have him and Greg joining forces again on the big screen after sort of 14 years. But not only that, we talk about love and the, the feelings that go into it and the whole picture that love can do in this world. And who else is better than giving you advice on love than Tommy Wiseau on Valentine's Day? Something very special for you, very special for me, and I hope Tommy feels very special about that too. It really was a great interview. As always, everyone out there, please keep your feedback coming. I want to know how you, I'm getting on. I want to know what you enjoy, I want to know what you don't enjoy, I want to know what sort of guests you want to hear from. I've done some more interviews over the last few weeks, I'm not going to give any hints, you know by now we're on episode 21, I don't reveal my guests, I like to tease, put out a little feeler out there, put out little hints on Facebook and Twitter, so get on Mark and me, follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and you'll see the clues and hopefully start to find out who my next guest is. There's some really, really good people coming up. I can't wait to share them with you. As always, I don't give a complete schedule. It's down to when I'm feeling the times right. But I never make you wait long. It's usually a couple of weeks. So until then, get on markandme.com. Leave us an iTunes rating. Stay safe and I'll speak to you all again soon.